1: Oh, Welcome into the PHNX Cardinals podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. They're kicking off another week of action by giving all new customers a can't-miss offer. Bet just $1 on any football game this week and receive $150 in free bets instantly if you use the code PHNX when you sign up. Johnny? Johnny? How's it going, my man? This is the first time I've talked to you since we ended Thursday's show—a with a little beer chug that you got a lot of flack for. So, how are we? How are you?
0: Yeah, no, I'm. I'm doing fine. I've had a few days to recover from the ambush, the onslaught that I took from Phnx fandom on Twitter. It's very well deserved. It's not my best performance. I will redeem myself. <laughs> uh, it just will not be today, as we preview. Cardinals at Rams, maybe next week, but, you know, comes with the time I'm not
1: going to lie. I laughed for a solid 24 hours afterwards, like a solid oh, I nonstop laughing. Yes.
0: Glad I could, <laughs> you could laugh at my expense in a day that, you know, I thought, you know, we'll give Chirsten a hard time. She's got to chug this beer if we get to 1,500 <laughs> followers. And instead things went much, much different.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, we appreciate you being a good sport about it because honestly it was, uh, amazing entertainment. So thank you, John. Oh. All right, okay. let's get things going uh on this Football Friday starting with Friday's four down. So a few storylines for you heading into Sunday's matchup against the Rams. Both the Cardinals and Rams, they are 3 and 0 undefeated. Cards are they're now four and a half point underdogs. It continues to change. It went from starting the week at, you know, 6 and then Cardinals were down to three and a half point underdogs and then four. And now it's up to four and a half, um, on the DraftKings sportsbook app. The Cardinals also have never beaten the Rams in the Sean McVay era and three of their offensive linemen going to be game day decisions and a matchup to watch here. DJ Humphreys versus three time defensive player of the year, Aaron Donald. And we've heard Aaron Donald's name, uh, a ton this week. So where do we begin here, Johnny? Um, Let's start with the fact that the Cardinals are four and a half point dogs in this game. Can you explain why it continues to move as much as it continues to move?
0: Yeah, if you've checked the DraftKings app a couple times this week, you've probably seen four or five different lines. When this line came out, the Cardinals were six-point underdog plus six. The Rams were minus six as the home favorite. Uh, And so all the money from the public, Came on the Cardinals to cover that bet. Not to win outright necessarily, but to at least cover and lose by less than six points. And as the week has gone on, that number has dropped significantly. At one point it was 4.5. Now it's four. You know, when we did our show the other day, it was it was three and a half. That's Vegas trying to get the public to now go back on the Rams side. Vegas typically wants it to be somewhere in the middle, so they make money either way. So that shows that the general public has support. For the Arizona Cardinals, that they think they will have a good showing this weekend. Again, not necessarily that they're going to win, but they'll keep this a one possession game. And it's funny, you and I were talking off air. If the general public, we presume maybe some out of the Valley paid attention to this rivalry or lack of one in recent memory, they'd know that Sean McVay typically beats this team by double digits. He's never lost to the Cardinals. You know, that we think about last year's week 17 game where they were starting backup quarterbacks as the one game where it was close. That was still double digit point deficit that the Cardinals ended with. So while I think that this Cardinal team is different, I think it would be incredibly competitive. We'll give our predictions later in the show. I just think that, you know, the, the line is really interesting because I think it's being bet up by a lot of people who maybe have short term memory. When in reality, if you look at the history, it hasn't been close at all.
1: Short-term memory or drinking the Kool-Aid? I think a lot of people are hyped up about this team.
0: Yeah, I would agree. Uh, And I'm one of them. We're excited about what we've seen so far. But, I mean, the biggest caveat maybe of this season was, well, how are they going to do against the Rams? Because we've seen them beat Seattle, be very competitive with Seattle, especially during the Russell Wilson era. You know, I think Kyle Shanahan the Niners are, are pretty fraudulent. I think Cardinals are just better than them. But it's like... The Cardinals haven't been able to beat the Rams when they had Jared Goff. Now they have Matthew Stafford. Now most of the general public feel like the Rams are the best team in football. Certainly national media feels that way. So all of that to say that, you know, the Cardinals, I believe, are a playoff team today. I think they're in the season as a playoff team. But, man, you, you start inserting them in a category with McVeigh and company, that's just a different stratosphere. That's like jumping ahead from where they were last year, which was disappointing at the end of the season, not a contender, not a playoff team too. Okay, if you're talking about beating the Rams, you're inserting yourself into Super Bowl aspirations. You expect to be one of the final four to six teams left at the end of the year. I'm not sure a lot of people expected that. Certainly I didn't through three, four weeks of the season. So I I just want to make sure we have our expectations in check for maybe what could be a disappointing Sunday or not. But even with a loss to the Rams, that doesn't discredit or discourage from the start that they have had. I think most people... Would have taken a three and one mark at the quarter mark of the season.
1: Yeah. And, you know, the Cardinals are a much improved team than in past years. But honestly, I'm loving what Matthew Stafford has done for this Rams team. Um, I think they're better than they have been in years past as well, with him uh, now leading the offense. So I would be happy just, um, and I think Cardinals fans should, would, should be happy if they they play a great game and they don't beat themselves and it just ends up being you know just a uh, just a two really good football teams playing really good football on Sunday and you know they don't get into some of the um some of the aspects where they have shot themselves in the foot the last couple of weeks so i think if the cardinals play a great game and even if they lose the game and they yeah. drop to 3 and 1 Uh, you know, I, I feel like fans should, you know, there's no consolation prizes here, but I, I think that would be a win for the, for the Arizona Cardinals, to be honest with
0: you. If you're, if you need some, some reinforcement of why I think the Cardinals will play well, part of it is because how they finished the Jacksonville game. I thought they had a really good second half. And then on the flip side, I think the Rams played close to a perfect game as you can play for them against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That was a very yeah, emotional win. Yeah, but
1: they've been playing that way, way and that is the that is the big thing with the Rams. They don't yeah. beat themselves.
0: They don't. They're last in penalties in, in terms of uh, forcing penalties. Uh, they had one, I think, last week. Stafford played, as you mentioned, in your perfect game. I just feel like they're due for not a, a bad performance per se, but a performance that would give the Cardinals ample opportunities to to make plays on the flip side. I don't. There weren't really plays to be made for Tampa last week, and, and Brady still threw for over four hundred yards. But that, that end score was not indicative of how lopsided that game was. That was an emotional win. You saw McS- McVeigh afterwards. We we played that clip a couple times. They just <laughs> you got they got up for the team that won the Super Bowl last year, and I think that there's going to be a little bit of a drop off in terms of their energy, and that might give the Cardinals the necessary ammo in which to pull off the upset. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but I think they're in an ap- a very ideal position comp- compared to like if the Rams had just suffered a loss and they get refocused this week.
1: How could we forget the post-game locker room speech in their movie theater?
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah. as Frank calls it, their, their amphitheater, their movie theater. They got some money in LA.
1: Uh, yeah, Johnny, I think it's going to be one of two things. I mean, I think that it's either the, the Rams have started out hot and they're going to continue to, to carry on, Um, you know, just playing lights out football, or they're going to, you know, there's going to be a drop off. I mean, you don't get really, especially to start the season. I mean, you don't get a better win than beating the defending Super Bowl champions um, and Tom Brady. So, so yeah, so it's going to be one of the two things. But the thing is, is I have, I, I believe very strongly in Sean McVay's capabilities of keeping his team focused and on track. And a lot of a lot of the drop off and things that you see is, you know, it comes from leadership. And so um, I would be shocked, I think, if we see, you know, a, a big drop off from the Rams. I, I just don't think that they that they are, are built that way. But yeah. uh, I guess we'll see. Uh, another storyline here, though, Cardinals have three offensive linemen that are going to be game day decisions, and when you've got a guy like Aaron Donald on the other side, that that, that could be worrisome.
0: Yeah. He can take over a game at any point uh, and has against this Arizona Cardinal franchise. It's concerning because the offensive line played pretty well last week against Jacksonville and gave up one quarterback hit, and you talk about guys that are up front, Playing as well as anybody, and Justin Pugh, who is one of the top five pass protectors via advanced metrics in the entire NFL, you've got a good thing going with Josh Jones and Rodney Hudson. You need that f- that five some to be ready to go and and at their best. If you were to ask me before the season, what game is imperative for the Cardinals to have elite offensive line play? It'd be this game. Doesn't sound like, and I could be wrong. I hope I'm wrong that Kelvin Beecham is going to play. I think. It's going to miss his third consecutive game, which is disappointing. So you're probably looking at Justin Murray at, at right tackle. So if they were feeling advantageous enough, that being the Rams, they could kick Aaron Donald, fall on that left side of the defensive line. I happen to think he's going to play on the, on the right side. We're going to get to that here in a second. But you can run at the Rams. You can run on the Rams. The Chicago Bears did that in week one with David Montgomery. The, the Packers did that last year in the playoffs in the divisional round with – Aaron Jones. So their linebackers are pretty good in coverage. My concern, Chirsten, with this game is that, and we're seeing this a lot in the NFL, these teams that are home run hitting teams like the Cardinals, like the Chiefs, that can score at any point. Other teams now, I think, are asking them to put together 10, 11 play drives and take away the big play and are giving them the run game if they want it. I think that's what the Rams are going to do on Sunday. I think they're going to drop two high safeties to prevent the big play. And they're going to say, Kyler Murray, you've turned the ball over four times in three games. And we're going to make you put together a nine or ten play drive on the road, thinking that you're going to force a ball or make a mistake, even though we're going to give you five yards per carry. I could be wrong, but I, I just feel like that's where this game is trending. They're too smart to have Rondell Moore running wide open, you know, in the secondary. So this is has to be Kyler's most methodical, efficient game on top of having to deal with the pressure that the defensive line is bearing down on him. So fingers crossed that two of those three guys at minimum can go. But man, if they're subbing in the Max Garcias and, and practice squad level guys against this front, I mean, Kyler Murray's going to be running for his life on Sunday afternoon.
1: Right. Because you mentioned um, Murray stepping in for Kelvin Beecham, but Murray's one of the guys that is going to be a game time decision. So yeah. Um, yeah. I just think if you're digging that deep into your depth chart there um, and, and with that many guys, I mean, Johnny, you seem to think that uh, Pew and Murray are going to be good to go and Beecham going to miss another game. But mm-hmm. um, if that's not the case or if they are, you know, if they re aggravate something mid mid game, you know, like we saw what happened last week. I mean, I'm a little concerned here. <laughs>
0: yeah. it's, it's, I mean, it's the one area, I think, even more so than corner, that they can't, it, they can't be liable for injuries up front. They, they can't have a lapse in quality pass protectors for Kyler Murray because he will get eaten alive by this, by this defensive line. And we've seen it last year in that Week 17 matchup where I think it was Michael Brockers swimming over Mason Cole and knocking Kyler Murray out, I think, the first possession of the game I mean, that's part of the reason Mason Cole's no longer in Arizona, right? And they brought in Rodney Hudson. So this is their opportunity now to show their improvements up front. And I do think they're much better, especially with Hudson and Jones on the right side. But Beecham was one of their better players last year, and he's, he, he's been a non-factor so far. Hopefully he can come back from injury soon.
1: Well, that leads to our matchup to watch DJ Humphreys versus again, three time defensive player of the year, Aaron Donald. So uh, that's going to be a, a huge matchup. I mean, that's probably the matchup to watch here.
0: Yeah, I think so. Even more so than Ramsey versus Hopkins last season, he had 13 and a half sacks Aaron Donald. And a lot of those came on the edge. They're moving him around more just because you know I like Leonard Floyd as a player, they don't have a quintessential like double-digit edge sack rusher. They don't have a Chandler Jones, somebody like that. So at some point, they just said, hey, we have the best defender in football. Let's just kick him outside when we want to. And so what you're seeing is on early downs, he penetrates from the inside. And then on obvious passing downs, he kicks out to the outside. He gave D.J. Humphreys problems last year, gave up a couple sacks in the process. And Humphreys had his best year as a pro, so while Donald is, you know, he's on the other side of thirty now. We 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 hope and pray he starts to fall off in terms of, you know, his ability against the.
1: Isn't carpet. he only like thirty though?
0: Yeah, but he's now that I've
1: hit 20- a certain age, I'm like, okay, like he's only he's thirty. Okay, he's not like yet on the other side. I get like defensive for them, you know.
0: Yeah, he he, he's been <laughs> in the years eight. He's been in the league eight years. That's a long time wear and tear on your body to get. beaten know, up. Or yeah, do the beating. But then you see him in his workout videos. He's, like, fighting off knives and stuff. It's just crazy. Um, but, no, I mean, if they can neutralize him to some degree, like the Packers did, I, I think that that's their best route to success. I, you can run right at him. You can't move him completely out of the way. But you can you can right. run on this defense. So if they have the, enough patience on Sunday to just to say, like, we're going to roll with our two backs who had a good second half last week, especially James Conner and we're going to get what the defense has taken us, and Kyler's going to dink and dunk his way to lure them to sleep so in the fourth corner he can work off that RPO and play action and hit Rondell Moore or Christian Kirk or Hopkins or Green deep. I think that that if Kyler's patient, he's got an opportunity to have a big game, even against this defense. But if they try to force things, and, and Cliff, and I probably should be highlighting Cliff more so than Kyler, attempts to get cute, and we're seeing like, A bunch of horizontal screens or misdirections, right? Like we did week seventeen last year. My advice to Cliff Kingsbury, if he's listening, please, please, Cliff, no horizontal stuff on Sunday. Have everything be north and south so that Kyler and the offense can consistently get positive yards. Where that where you will get in trouble with this team is if you try to get cute and you throw horizontal, you try to run horizontal, slow moving misdirection stuff, and then you end up with negative plays and force the team to know that you're passing, uh, that leads to turnovers, that leads to injuries. The Cardinals need to be methodical in the approach and run or pass north and south. Quick, you know, three to five step drops, boom, hit Christian Kirk, boom, hit Max Williams, get up to the line, run James Conner. You know, that may not even do it, but at least you have a more susceptible chance to consistently move the chains. I'm just a little bit concerned. I need to see the best version of Cliff Kingsbury on Sunday as well.
1: Well, we've been talking about it all week long. I mean, the key here is just nobody try to do too much. Nobody try to be the hero. Nobody Cliff, don't try to get too cute. You know, don't right. try too hard to, you know, to, you know, try to out mastermind, you know, McVeigh on the other, on the other side of the ball. Um, Richard Lawrence even mentioned, you know, today that some of the issues that they've been having up front uh, it's just guys, you know, getting a little too hungry and trying to do too much. So, uh, definitely a key is patience. Just know your role, stay yep. within your role. Um, and just nobody tried to, uh, to be the hero. And, and I, I think, you know, Cliff and Kyler in the past have been guilty of that. So mm-hmm. this is going to be a test in a lot of ways for, for everybody on both sides of the ball. So Cardinals are now four and a half point underdogs. Yep. Uh, I hate to say this. I've taken the Cardinals and the points in each of their first three games. Okay. Uh, but my DraftKings pick of the week this week, I'm going with the Rams oh, no. and the points. What? Yeah. I just don't. I, I am cautiously optimistic about this team and their capabilities. Okay. But man, I just, um, I am so impressed with what the Rams have been able to do in the first three weeks, but really what Sean McVay has been able to do for that franchise during his tenure there overall. I mean, um, I have a ton of respect for, him and uh, I love watching his team play. And I think yeah. they're incredible. And obviously yeah. last week's performance spoke for themselves. And so I think very highly of this Arizona Cardinals team as well. They've improved. Uh, I've given them a ton of credit. I've given Cliff and Kyler and the whole offense and the whole defense and Vance of, so I mean, like, like literally every aspect of this team from the coaching staff to the players um, in all three phases, I think has improved. And so yeah. uh, that's really encouraging, but I'm I'm going to remain a little cautious about this team. So yes, so for my DraftKings pick of the week, picking the Rams and the points. Um, and uh, as always, though, if you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app using the code PHNX, uh, you're going to receive $150 in free bets instantly when you place a $1 bet on any football game. So it doesn't have to be this game uh, if you use the code PHNX. That's 21 and over, Arizona only. Gambling problem, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. Eligibility restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. And I also want to remind you guys that we still have um actually every week we've got a promo for you guys so for our members this week Mm -hmm. our deal of the week buy any college tees we've got an asu themed give them hell t-shirt and a claws out arizona uh u of a themed t-shirt so i I actually love them yeah Uh, i I think they're fantastic I I have a ASU through and through but um you know even that uh, even that Tucson shirt looks good.
0: <laughs> I've no so idea I, I would wear both of
1: them. Okay. okay. All right. Okay. Uh buy any college tee and get any other shirt half off so that obviously includes our awesome Cardinal shirts as well. Yes. Um all the things that we've got up on phnxlocker.com. All right, so uh James Conner and Richard Lawrence uh, both spoke with reporters today. Um, I totally forgot this, uh, but James Conner and Aaron Donald both played at Pitt at the same time. And so yeah. they're former teammates. They're going to face each other for the first time ever. Wow. Uh, and here's what James Conner had to say about that.
0: We couldn't even, uh, couldn't even practice, couldn't even
1: do inside run, you know, when he was there, it's just he'd be all in the backfield. Mm-hmm. He's still doing that to this day. So, yeah, we knew, I knew his work ethic first and foremost, you know, so that's, that's uh, you know, that's just thing, hard work pays off. It's like a big brother to me, so I'm um, just looking forward to, you know, just playing versus him. I mean, everybody knows who he is, his accolades, you know, it's nothing, it's no secret, so, uh, we know, he comes to play every game. Um, so, it'll just be exciting, It'll be my first time getting to play versus him. So, you know, it's pretty special. Wow, I know he's going to bring it and try, try to slam me, try to do all types of different things. So, you know, I'm coming with it too. I think he might be the only Cardinal that's uh excited about going up against Aaron Donald <laughs> on Sunday.
0: Yeah, Rodney Hudson and James Jones are probably like, stop it, James. Please be quiet. We don't want to piss him off, right? But, I mean, talk about what that, that girth at, at Pittsburgh when they were both there – James, if you, if you haven't seen him in person, he is not a small man. He's, I think he's like six, six one. And then of course, Aaron Donald is just like the biggest human being imaginable from a girth standpoint. So yeah, I, James Connor, to me, the dimension he unlocked with this Cardinal offense, excuse me, last weekend, I just, I think it's going to be so predicate on what they want to do this weekend, that they want to be efficient and they want to be physical And you can be physical with the Rams, and I think that there's not a better player to turn to early on downs with Kyler Murray than, than James Conner. With all due respect to Chase Edmonds, I just think that unless you're getting him out in space and you have Rondell Moore to do that, this is a James Conner kind of game where you're just scrapping and clawing to get every possible yard, three, four, five yards, and then it allows Kyler to do what he does on second and five, third and three, right? So I, I'm looking for James to, to have a big game. I think that he's the workhorse in between the tackles that they've needed. And again, Jame, James and, and Chase both have their roles that they're going to play. But certain games, it's going to be Chase that's highlighted. And other games, it's going to be James Conner.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's the that's the one-two punch that they bring. And I, I love uh, the fact that they brought in James Conner. Um, and, 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 and Chase has become such a... a a threat as a as a patch pass catching back as well. But yeah. I agree with you. Um you know I think this is gonna be James Connors uh, game. And I don't know. This is something that I would love to ask Frank How much is, is there like somewhat of a monkey on your back, especially if you're with a new team and you haven't found the end zone yet? Like, is there some point where, okay, I got my touchdown. Okay. Like now I don't, I like, I don't know what goes on in players' minds, but I think that the fact that he scored twice last week uh, might, might be beneficial.
0: Yeah, totally agree. I'm I'm sure he's just like, I just want to contribute. I just want to do my part. One of the guys. This is Chase Edmonds' backfield for the most part. I want to come in and be the better version of what Kenyon Drake was supposed to be last year. I know what Chase's strengths are, and I know where maybe some of his weaknesses are too. And I think we saw that last week. Both guys had eleven carries. Both guys were effective. James just happened to be the goal line back, and that just that makes more sense. So, since I would love to see Chase Edmonds score touchdowns. One of them is five nine, and one of them is six foot, and 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 James has much more girth and 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 pounds compared to, to on the chase. And so there are, there are times where that's going to be more effective, and then there are times where you're going to need Chase's shiftiness to to overcome you know a certain kind of defensive look that you're seeing, and James may not be as good. But James, to me, I mean, you think about it, they got him almost for the vet minimum. He's come in, he's contributed. He makes people miss. He does a great job. What's called the running back hand drill. When you're just consistently, you look like you're falling down, you put your hand on the ground, right? And you keep your legs moving forward. They just haven't had a guy score up their shoulder pads at running back like that in some time, maybe since Pete David Johnson. So, yeah, I I think he just wants to be a part of the offense. Look at the the four receivers that are all having huge starts to the year. And it's just like distribution. I think the running back position is the same thing. It's just like, let's just go with the hot guy.
1: Yeah, I agree. And hopefully, um, Aaron Donald will take it easy on James Conner. Maybe he'll, Please, yeah. maybe he'll slam him a little, uh, easier than he would maybe another running back. Uh, but, uh, with, with, uh, that being said, we moving on to Richard Lawrence today. Um, you know, we've been talking a lot about how, you know, last week we didn't really see, you know, pressure on Trevor Lawrence and, um, You know, Frank had mentioned that maybe that was a little bit of a maybe like a ploy. Like we're not going to show the Rams anything that we're going to, you know, show you know next Sunday. So, you know, we're not really going to blitz and we're not going to put a ton of pressure on Trevor Lawrence and that's that'll work for, uh, for Jacksonville. But it's not going to work when it comes to uh, playing a team like the Rams. So Rashard Lawrence uh, was asked about. Uh, how important it is going to be to put pressure on Matt Stafford and put pressure on him early. Uh, so here's what he had to say.
0: Definitely big. Um, we know that if we can get these guys to third down, that um, guys like JJ um, Chan and Junk are going to be able to hunt them. But on early downs, first and second down is going to be key to get a rush. Um, it might not be sacks all the time, but just getting pressure on them. Um, we've looked at the film and when he has a clean pocket, he's, He's dialed in this year. So um, we're going to try to affect him, and we have to affect him early on.
1: Well, he often has a clean pocket, but I also uh found an interesting stat according to Pro Football Focus. Uh he has the best passer rating out of any quarterback in the league when under pressure. So that's true.
0: You can Dan try to pressure
1: did, him, Dan but apparently, yeah, yeah, you're right. Exactly. <laughs>
0: Yeah, they just they have not had that interior pressure yet. So maybe Rashad can provide that. I think it's more send as many athletes as you can and hope for the best because I can tell you right now if they try to drop back and and rush with four like we talked about the other night, it's not going to work out anyway. You're more liable to <clears throat> not only force an interception but get him to put the ball on the ground if you get your hands on him. That's just I mean that's just science, right? If you if you got people on top of him and the ball gets free, that's good news. That can't happen if he's back there and there's nobody in his face. So I would rather see pressure than not pressure and just live with the results. You know, McVay's scheme of people open when defenses have have dropped seven people. And the Cardinals can't afford to do that. They're good in coverage. They're not – I mean, I, Tampa's got all-worldly players, Carlton Banks and and, and others at corner and, and in their secondary. That's concerning, but um, – you know, they've got the, the safety that year two that was rookie defensive rookie of the year contender last year. They've got real players, not to say the Cardinals don't, but they also have a fourth round corner starting for them. And we've seen what Cooper Cup and Robert Woods have done so far. So bring bring Buda, bring Isaiah Simmons, get these guys on top of Stafford. And just maybe if you do that over the course of four quarters, you know, he he's liable to let one slip. You have to try. You can't not yeah. try
1: he's only been sacked I think once per game this year. And maybe yeah. the Cardinals can figure out the key to getting to him more often, um, especially with weapons like Isaiah Simmons and uh, Buddha Baker, you know, getting in on the pass rush. Um, but, you know, and I think Richard mentioned it, it doesn't have to be in the form of sacks, but either way pressure on Matt Stafford Um is is definitely going to be key.
0: It's the only thing. They're otherwise they're going to put up forty points.
1: Uh, and I think it's personally speaking to forty points. I mean, I do think it's going to probably end up being a shootout. But um, okay. that's just my opinion. Vegas so, would agree with them, by the way. right? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, um, so lastly, Sean McVay, Jalen Ramsey. It's the burning question. Everybody wants to know. Uh, is Jalen Ramsey going to shadow DeAndre Hopkins? And uh, today, actually, Cliff was asked, and he said, "I have no idea what he's going to do." Um, you know, he's he's been a rover at times. He's played outside. But, like, I have no idea where where he's going to be or, or what he's going to do. But Sean McVay was asked, uh, as well as Jalen Ramsey, um, about what he'll do and just about facing DeAndre Hopkins in general. So um, here's what they had to say today.
0: You know, he's a great player. You know,
1: they're doing a good job moving the ball around, Lindsey. Um, you know, I think there'll be some times that they might be matched up and there might be some other times where they're not. But, um, you know, Jalen's versatility as DeAndre's versatility will be on display, and sometimes those guys will be aligned on one another, similar when you guys were asking about Aaron and Quentin Nelson a couple weeks ago. And so these are two premier players at their positions. Um and there'll be some times, but uh, I think that versatility that Jalen displays is, is something that, um, you know, we'll look into. But we'll see how the game unfolds. Matchup
0: between you and DeAndre is one of the most common ones in the NFL the last few years. Is that a matchup you look forward to every season,
1: twice a season now? Yeah, I mean, I've always had it twice a, twice a year. So even when I, when I was in Jacksonville, he was a Texan. So it's always been twice a year since so I've been in the league. Um, and, yeah, it's I look forward to it. Do you expect
0: that
1: you'll be traveling with him on Sunday? We'll see. We'll see. I like how McVeigh's like, yeah, it's something that we'll look into. You already know what you're gonna do. Like you're not looking into it on Friday, but yeah,
0: <laughs> you're not fooling anybody, uh, John, but even if it happens, Cardinals are in the best position they've been in since Hopkins' arrival, which was only last year, to combat this problem because they have three other legitimate receivers now. Christian Kirk's playing the best football of his career. Rondell Moore, you know, is a contender for rookie of the year right now, based on what he's done. And then A.J. Green played his best football game as a Cardinal. So I probably am in the minority on this. It it won't bother me because Kyler has done a nice job. We've seen it last couple weeks. He doesn't force it to to Hopkins like he had to in the past. There are going to be other options. Just talked about the two running backs. I think they're going to have opportunities out of the backfield. They're going to have opportunities to run the ball. I would not force it. If it's available and Kingsbury is creative enough to, to get him out in space, that being Hopkins, hell yeah, throw him the football. He's your best offensive player outside of Kyler Murray. But, I mean, the Rams, to me, they're, they're back seven, especially their linebackers are, I would say, relatively average. They're not household names. They do their job. They're solid. But you can get them in space and some mismatches, and I think that's where Rondell Moore can really be the calling card for this team that they haven't had. Uh, I think they are going to be tons of opportunities. Then if you get inside the red zone and you've got one-on-one coverage, even if it is Hopkins versus Ramsey, then I'd be more inclined to take a shot. We saw what Hopkins did last year against Buffalo with the Hale Murray over Stephon Gilmore and company, who's just right in that tier below Jalen Ramsey. And he had another guy hanging on top of him. I think it was uh, one of their safeties, Jordan Pryor. Uh, He he can make do against Ramsey, but the problem is the Cardinals have had to have that be the only option in in years prior. And that's not the case now.
1: Right. Exactly. To to me, I'm with you. I don't really care where Jalen Ramsey is because I feel very confident in the Cardinals having, you know, four threats out there. So take, go ahead and take Andre Hopkins away. Go at it, have a day, AJ Green. Go at it, have a day, Rondale Moore. Have a day, mm-hmm. Christian Kirk, and maybe multiple, uh, you know, guys. Have yourself a day. It doesn't have to be DeAndre Hopkins. So I know people, you know, it's a matchup that has has been um, sort of a you know a must see in the past. Um, you know, two all time greats going up against each other. But to me, I don't really care. Where he lines up, or or you know who he's who he's matched up against, um, you know I, I have all the faith in Cliff Kingsbury and Cardinals receivers that um, you know they'll figure out a way to uh, you know to work around him either way. All right, so Cardinals are four and a half point underdogs. Johnny, you think this game is? not one that you want to bet on because you think it's going to be so close. So uh, no in-game parlay or same-game parlays for you on this game. I'm more than sure that you have, you know, your hands on some same-game parlays and other games this weekend. But I just want to remind you guys that if you do place the same-game parlay on any NFL game – uh, with the DraftKings Sportsbook app, you can be credited up to twenty-five dollars if your bet loses. So you can't go wrong there, playing with house money. Um, and I don't know, maybe I'm maybe I'm feeling a little uh, adventurous and, and change of mind, change it. of
0: heart, maybe.
1: Yeah. I don't know. It always, I always get, I've, it's like this weird progression with me at the beginning of the week. I don't want to touch it. And then it gets a little like closer to game day and like something happens where I just get like excited and, and like, you know, just, just confident. And I'm like, you know what? I, maybe I will bet. Maybe I will.
0: There you go. <laughs> that's fun. That's the, that's the draw. That's the appeal. Plus we give our viewers more information, right? They're more inclined to go out and spend a little bit of disposable income as we call it on hopefully their favorite team that being the Cardinals or another matchup they like so
1: yes and Johnny you were telling me about um <clears throat> a package that you got in the mail some body wash um, some <laughs> yeah. some some manscaped themed uh attire there for you yeah
0: so things are going well I've got my 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 DraftKings sweatshirt on as I'm somehow losing my voice mid-podcast uh and so you, you can't really see it on the live stream but I'm I'm getting taken care of via the fine folks at Manscaped, and that's promo code PHNX at manscaped.com. You're going to get 20% off with free shipping site-wide right now, and if you use the code PHNX, go out and look for maybe the Lawn Mower 4.0 trimmer. I'm full-blooded Italian, five six, thirty-three year old man. I've got hair all over me. You can't see it right now, but I use... The weed whacker, ear and nose trimmer, get taken care of so my wife will come within five feet of me. They've got (laughs) lip weight formations. They've got free gifts that they'll send you. Tons of fun stuff. You know, they've got boxers. They've got a travel bag. Tons of, tons of great, great stuff. They've got the body wash that I consistently use now. So I'm trying not to look like the Wolfman for Halloween, uh, even though it's very difficult for me. So if I want to stay clean shaven, and I want to look presentable for all of our fine live streams and podcasts that we do for you, America. I go to draft or excuse me, DraftKings. I go to Manscaped.com, <laughs> I go to, Manscaped.com. to keep them on my hygiene. I use the promo code PHNX. That's 20% off with free shipping at Manscaped.com using the promo code PHNX. Slay your worst pubes and keep your dagger clean with Manscaped.
1: Okay, and we move on to our last segment here. Know,
0: about that, Reed? How about that, How about
1: that? NFC West picks. Mm-hmm. We're going head to head this week, so only two division games to choose from. Uh, We already know that I'm picking the Rams over the Cardinals. Johnny, both you and Frank have the Cardinals upsetting the Rams in this game on Sunday. And you and I are in agreement. We think the Seahawks are going to beat the 49ers while Mm -hmm. Frank is on an island. He's picking the Niners over the Seahawks. Now, he's not here to defend his decisions, but – but uh, I am. I already. I already told you why I'm picking the Rams. Um, but let's talk about uh, the Seahawks Niners game. Uh, the Seahawks have. They've never lost three in a row during the Pete Carroll uh, Russell Wilson era. So they've Must got that nice, going yeah. for them. And I. I just think that if this team's back is against the wall, um, I'm going with the Seahawks all day long.
0: I agree with you. Totally Totally on the same page. It's actually my DraftKings lock of the week. Seattle plus three, and I like them to win outright with their money line bets. Listen, San Francisco's secondary, we saw what Aaron Rodgers did to it. Sunday Night Football, carved him up whenever he felt like it, came back. They lost a very emotional game. I think we're going to see now more of the team that we, you and I, and Frank have felt like a little bit fraudulent They don't have the horses defensively. Garoppolo limits them, especially when you're comparing Garoppolo to the likes of Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers. It's not going to be a good outcome for you, especially against a motivated Seattle team. Looks like Tyler Lockett's going to play. Fingers crossed. DK Metcalf is a go. I like the Seahawks to win outright. I think it's a lopsided affair. And who knows? We could be seeing a 4-0 Cardinal team hosting a suddenly vulnerable 2 2 9 team. So a lot to be determined this weekend in the NFC West. Some teams are going to suffer some losses and maybe we'll get some real clarity out of the weekend.
1: Well, here's the thing. Seattle has the third worst rushing defense in the league and their passing defense, you know, ranks among the bottom of the league as well. So defensively they've not played great, but George Kittle, and I think this is a key injury, you know, one of Jimmy G's top targets, he is dealing with a calf injury and unsure of of whether or not he's going to be a go. Um, so, so even though Seattle's defense is struggling, um, though, I, you know, again, I, I'm still, I'm still picking, um, the Seahawks. I, I think Jimmy G's, uh, the faith that, that people have in his abilities, uh, the, the conversation surrounding him is starting to plummet, like as if yeah. he's being exposed for a fraud or something like that. Like he doesn't, he, he is so, uh, I mean, at this point, I think people would argue that he's not even an average quarterback like he's he's subpar, like get him out of there uh, losing faith uh, very rapidly. So uh, I'm I'm picking the Seahawks. I think they they uh, get themselves out of this uh, this losing skid and, um, you know, they do it with a big division win.
0: I totally agree. I think Seattle's going to roll. I think it's lopsided and I think the Niners are exposed this weekend again.
1: All right. Well, Johnny, I will see you again on Sunday. As always, uh, if you guys have not subscribed to our YouTube channel uh, or wherever you get your podcasts, um, or if you don't follow us on social media yet, what are you doing first off and second off uh, at phnx underscore sports, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And I also want to give out a shout out to Newman, my puppy, He interrupted our show a couple of times last Friday and he has been a darling allowed me to get through this whole thing without any interruption. So thank you Newman. And we'll see you guys on Sunday. Go cards.
0: Bye everyone.